everyone, and welcome to the Forward Thinking Podcast. It's Chrissy and Charlie here from CS2. And today we're going to talk about three things that marketing ops people should do to differentiate themselves. So really, what are those three things that you can do to make sure that you're more of a forward thinking mops leader um, and really to help you stand out as a great mops leader? Um, so even from like good, but really to great. And um, this is kind of a warm up into a session that we're going to be doing at Opstars this fall. And so we wanted to get the conversation going. And if you are interested, um, after listening to this, you can sign up for Opstars, which is happening in October. You can go to Lean Data's website for more info on that. It's sign up open, registration yeah. open already. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so where should we start? Like, do you want to give the background, Charlie? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think what got us thinking about this is something that's been very encouraging over the last 18 months, especially, but it's, it's something that probably has been brewing for the last couple of years. Um, when we both started in marketing operations, now it, although there has been, you know, technically marketing operations, you know, over 10 years ago and then a lot longer ago, it kind of got reinvented mm -hmm. when Marketo and other technologies came out, started really empowering marketers to be able to use technology to better their marketing efforts. And it's even around that time, it was gathering steam, but still like a lot of what you would see was marketing ops would be this kind of person behind the scenes, like managing Marketo, you know, basically doing as they're, they're told, um, yeah. kind of executing on campaigns, doing a lot of campaign execution. Um, and there were exceptions to that, of course, you know, there, there was a lot of great stuff going on too, but just generally that was um, a bit of a trend for a while. Over the years, like marketing ops started to get kind of a bit more traction, more um, the business started to see the value, but it was still always been a bit of an uphill struggle, especially for the type of companies that we've been involved in in our career with kind of these very fast-paced startup mid-sized tech companies where they have might have like one marketing operations person and they're just they're just overwhelmed right they're under-resourced um they don't have the headcount they need and it's very difficult to really st think strategically when you're you know fighting fires all day and you're just dealing with the day-to-day -day. however fast forward to about 18 months ago and the pandemic definitely accelerated this companies i think started to really wake up you started to see maybe that one headcount turn to two in companies you started to see stuff on linkedin maybe we're in a bit of a bubble on our in linkedin but a lot of people even outside marketing operations even dave gerhardt's of the world talking about how marketing operations would be the first hire or the most important hire or the person that really brings everything together or people so it's really starting to establish itself as a strategic partner to the business, as a consultant to the business, as a, as a very key part as a, to create a competitive advantage for a business and a marketing team. And that seems to be gathering more and more steam to where we are today, where there's this huge labor shortage going on. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's insane. I'm sure anyone listening to this, if you're in marketing operations, you're probably being hit up on LinkedIn hourly by recruiters trying to hire you. Everyone is trying to hire marketing ops. Every agency is trying to hire marketing ops because all the agencies are maxed out because the people that can't hire 
marketing ops in-house are then turning to agencies saying we're dealing with that with that issue right now where we're having to say no to a lot more clients than we can say yes to and it's 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 great but it's also a bit of a a warning signal where a lot of times things can get hyped up and the, there's a huge you know promise about the value that it can create but then if that value isn't properly realized then it can just go in that category of like overhyped thing right like and there's so many of those things in in b2b marketing so what we're trying to really talk about now is how can marketing operations establish itself in this position where the market the business is thinking okay this is a strategic role we need to give it more resources um we need to add more headcount we need to really take it seriously and now marketing operations needs to deliver on that with now if it gets more resources if you get more headcount how can you actually deliver and create that value for the business that the business is expecting? Mm-hmm. Um, because we all know there's a lot of operational skeletons in our closets, you know, in terms of like our setup and technical debt, like the last podcast, we talked about a lot of those things. So and now is the time where we really need to level up our game, elevate, go from good to great, really think about how to be a leader in the business and move from that ta- tactical to strategic. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, to even add on to this, I think one of the things that I've noticed within the conversation with people like, oh, MOPS is so important. MOPS is, you know, is necessary to get things done. It's maybe like the unsexy part of marketing, but it's great. I even had someone, um, you know, interview me on a podcast last week talking about that. But then after he said, well, you know, like, what about the career path for mobs? Like it doesn't even, but I feel like there, there's not much of a career path for them. And I was just like, wow, I couldn't disagree more. I think if you do it the right way, and if a mobs person really structures like how they, you know, how they work and, and, and focuses on the three things we're talking about, I really think that they have a clear straight path to maybe becoming a CMO or, you know, a head of revenue operations. Cause I know that these groups are going to have, you know, VPs soon one day. And so I challenged that. And, but I think part of that is still because they see it, yes, as this important thing, but it's so tactical or so business-based. And so that's where I think the change needs to happen, especially for UMOPS leaders who want to grow in this career. Well, we've had two people on the podcast um, who started off in MOPS. One was, is a CMO now, Dan, yeah. who was the old CMO at Sendoso, now CMO at Upkeep. And then Leah, who's VP of Marketing, who was in Marketing Operations um, yeah. as well. So I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. What's the first of the three differentiators? So this is why what we actually based our whole... Lean Data Upstars last year on going yeah. from tactical to strategic and with a more business centric approach. Now, there's so many aspects of this, and of course, we'll go into all of the details in our workshop, but um, really, it's being more proactive at the, at the core of it. It's understanding what is the business trying to do and thinking about what is the business objectives as opposed to like, what are your objectives as a marketing operations person? Because they could be, you, you could be different, but you need them to be aligned. So once you understand what is the business trying to do, which 
you know, one of the obvious objectives is grow and generate revenue, mm -hmm. right? So make sure you align to that one. But there are could be other ones like, you know, creating a better, you know, um, employee experience or whatever, like that you could have potentially help because you are touching tools that potentially, you know, uh, you're impacting how your website operates and things like that. But anyway, so really understanding what those business objectives are, building them down into how you can impact those business objectives and then building your roadmap to build what you need to build to achieve those objectives. Yeah, totally. And we've talked about this, I think, on a past podcast with Justin Norris, and we're talking about the roadmap. And but one thing is, yes, there are going to be these things that come up like last minute or changes, and you can allow for buffer for that. But I think the whole point with the prioritization roadmap is just make sure that isn't your entire day. <laughs> that isn't your, you know... Uh, five days a week, like a thing. It's really like, you know, those will come up, but really then you're focused on these key projects. And the more you continue to do that, the more you're really going to provide value to the business. And, and we've noticed this recently. And it, I think it's it, some wake up calls kind of happen and we get some anecdotal data when we talk to people who are not in marketing operations to say, you know, our leadership team, like they, they don't understand all the little things that need to happen. They kind of just hear about these big things that like we get this dashboard. They don't think about the hours and hours of work or building a life cycle or updating data and what the automation you need to set. They just see a dashboard with now insights that they can use. So to think about it, if you spend all your day just like firefighting or doing these small things, really like from a leadership perspective, they're not really seeing much. So if you can still focus on kind of some key core projects that have like a lot of visibility too, because it's so aligned to the company, um, and also make sure that you're marketing those projects, like, you know, create a deck around it, it depending on what teams are, you know, receive on like the end result um, part for that, like make sure they understand what the value was and, you know, that your team worked on it. And um, that will really help, I think, uh, with also just making sure that your team is really seen as strategic. So yep. I, just, I just wanted to point that out because I think sometimes we take for granted that like everyone kind of knows what is being done, but really they don't. They don't so yeah. There's two things actually I'll say, I'll kind of jump on that. One from the roadmap point of view is really treating marketing operations like a product, right? And we've talked yeah. about this a lot. Like, like how, how would a product team work? Like Uber, when they're thinking about, okay, we need to, you know, create, get more users, generate more, generate, generate more revenue. And the product team is saying, okay, well, how can we, you know, improve the user experience to be able to do that, mm -hmm. you know, or improve the driver experience or whatever it is. And then they're building features to help that, right? Yeah. And then when they deliver those features, it's not like they just deliver it, don't tell anyone, like maybe the app would have a pop-up to say we've got a new feature or they, it's in the release notes. So, you know, it's thinking about like a, a product team because you essentially you're creating a product for your marketing and sales team to use to sell. Yeah. Um, so if you think about it like that, then it comes very naturally to you to do all the right things. Um, and then the visibility piece, one of the things that I've actually been thinking about a lot recently, even in our consulting practice is everything should end with a dashboard. Mm. Like ev everything you do should end with a dashboard because 
a lot of times, you know, say you're working on an opt-in project. If you you can work on an opt-in project, like manage and tracking opt-in, and essentially, like the business that won't see any of it. Well, maybe they'll see the checkbox on the form on the website, but they're not seeing all the mechanisms and all of the processes and automation that's going on mm -hmm. in your marketing automation platform and other and other aspects. So they don't really know like what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you created a dashboard to show, okay, this is how many people are opting in versus opting out. This is how many people are like once they've opted out are re-opting back in. This is how many people are, you know, currently opted in by region yeah. and the amount of data. Like, and you have that on a dashboard. Now they can see that. Oh wow. Okay, this is why. This is why all that time went into that, and I can see what's going on. So like, if you think about what marketing operations is, a lot of it is just like. You're doing stuff with data you're mm -hmm. like creating data you're collecting data you're organizing data and then you're presenting data yeah you know and it's like you know if you strip every, all of the other stuff away it's basically that like and there's systems that help you with that there's tools that help you with that whatever yeah but the presenting part is important because that's the communication piece that's showing your work right mm -hmm. that's showing what happened because your cmo isn't going to go into marketo and start looking at what you built but they yeah. will go to a dashboard in Salesforce to see the result of what you built. Yeah, that, and I think that's like a new realization even for us. We're like, okay, now uh, for our projects, like let's like maybe let's even include that as part of the project to like build out that dashboard and and make sure that the client wants to do that because it really can provide that insight. And I think that's a good segue into, is, yeah. the, <laughs> into the next one. Um, so what's the, the next differentiator? So becoming a leader of all things data yeah. um, and just the last point in the last one. So obviously there's some things that naturally will always end in the dashboard, like if you're doing a reporting project, right? So that's obvious, but then there's some things that don't, but probably still could. Yeah. So like just might want to make point that out. Um, so this, this does tie in really well with what we were just saying. And you want to be not, not only the person like fixing the data behind the scenes, mm -hmm. You want to be the person building the reports, building the dashboards, gathering the requirements from the business on what data that they need to, they need to be able to make decisions and be better and improve their marketing and then providing them with that data. So if you think we always talk about having report like dashboards and reports for your CMO for each individual teams, your field marketing, your digital marketing, paid media, your social, like every team should have their own view because they all have different uh, metrics they care about. Um, but, you know, you're going to have to go to each of those teams to figure out what do they need? You know, you can come up with some ideas too, but you're going to work in an iterative way to then get their feedback and get them the data they need to be, to be better. But that's you having to be proactive, right? Like don't just wait for someone to go, can you cr create this one report for me for this thing? you should be more proactive to gather those requirements, create an analytics framework, which has all of the reports and dashboards, and then be a leader on how they should consume them, right? There's a cadence to how people should consume data. Like maybe, you know, there's some dashboards they look at every quarter and there's some that they look at every day. And you should be giving them um, the knowledge and training them on how to use that data in the best way to use it. Yeah. I will say like, when I look back on my career, the times where I aligned myself with, being the person providing data it's always just boosted my career yeah. like i saw trajectory um because the 
the business is solid as insightful. And, and now I was in rooms with like heads of departments or CMO or VPs, or even I was delivering um, dashboards and insights to our CEO. And so like what better visibility can you get for that? And I think we'd be surprised at, um, especially if you're going to a startup, like there's probably not a lot there. There is an opportunity. And so if you're a Bob's leader entering a startup and that's a first place to look, okay, let's figure out what our reporting structure is going to be for the business by team. What insights are they going to look at? And then what's like the foundation we need to create to do that? And that is such a huge opportunity. And when we talk about our roadmap, for me, that would be a number one thing to add to the roadmap. Totally. And I, we see that with our clients every day. I've, the, the most people that we're working with who, who are the people that are building kind of that, the decks for their, for their CMO or the CEO with, for marketing data, like they're the ones that are really progressing. They're the ones that get the budget for whatever they need. Like I have a particular client that I'm thinking of that who will actually come on the podcast soon, Liz. She she's the she is the main person providing the data for a lot, or even like a lot of the sales data, like mm-hmm. like pipeline changes and stuff. Um, and she is providing that data. She's building the strategy for that data. She's figuring out the best way to get that data, and she's actually going to come to the podcast to talk about this. She, she finds it a lot easier than some of her other clients to get budget for new tools that are going to help her to get budget for headcount, to get budget for, you know, consultants to help her. So it all feeds in, you know, if you're the one that seems the strategic partner for them to the, for the leadership to get what they need, then they're going to make it easier for you to get what you need. Totally. All right, last one. This is this is one that um, you talk about a lot. So you want to take us through the third one, third and final? Yeah, the third one, which is probably not as expected, but I think for a MOPS leader to differentiate themselves is they should be really owning the customer experience. Um, and there's a lot of thing that goes into a customer experience, but when you think about it, like a lot of what marketing ops does, like controls that experience. So from anything from like how the website operates to how, if someone, when someone fills out a form, how their follow-up is like, do they get routed properly? Are they receiving, are they going into nurture properly? Um, what also communications after that are done, <laughs> um, even often settings, right? If we think about like a lot of the different touch points from that initial, you know, uh, person visiting your website all the way through to customer, Mops has a lot of control over that. But also around the strategy for that, these other teams are creating strategy, but marketing ops is usually the one that's operationalizing it. And so what I've seen happen current and over the past few years is because other teams are really creating the strategy, they're just going to mops in different channels and requesting and requesting and requesting and requesting. And there's never been like mops to just sit there and be like, let's create a, like, they're not really air traffic controlling. They're kind of just like adding on, adding on, adding on, adding on. And so it's like, you're building a freeway and just deciding, oh, we'll just create like a lane here. And then a lane there and someone could go there and there and there. And what's going to happen? Like you're just going to end a up crash. in a mess. Yeah. You're going to have a crash or tons of crashes. So. And a crash in this respect means a prospect getting completely inundated 
yeah, inundated or lost, you know, never even making it to where they were meant to be. Right. That's the crash. So, um, I think that, or, and like losing pipeline, if, if you're, if you're, you know, you have a prospect from a target account that requests a demo and no one ever follows up with them because it didn't make it to the right person. That's pretty bad, right? That's probably like the worst scenario. So really, I think now a MOPS leader, because they um, are getting these requests and because the ones operationalize all these things that touch the customer experience, I do think that, that now there's a, a ripe opportunity for them to own it, to own the documentation of it, to own the strategy of how all the pieces fit together, to really guide the teams on where their strategy fits into the whole picture and where it can also be simplified or even made smarter. And so I think that more and more, I want to see like people who are even just dedicated to this under the MOPS team um, and that could even be someone from like even a dimension background or something, but going in and really like thinking through that whole customer experience and ensuring it's documented, it's working, uh, you're always following back up and, and checking that it's working. And yes, this is a lot, but if there's anything that's going to impact your bottom line, the most is this, if there's anything that you're like your customers don't see a lot of the technical debt you have in your Salesforce system. Those are, are huge and play a big role in things, but there are some things that the customers can see, but what they do see is just that, you know, what their experience is and how they, you know, how they're being followed up with, how they're being nurtured and, and so forth. So I think that this can really differentiate if a MOPS leader stands up and really says, I'm going to own this and I'm going to make things better. I may be even going to simplify things. Cause I do think in some cases, things are a bit overly complicated. Um, I, I, that's another podcast episode, I think for another day, but, um, really making sure that it's seamless. And that could be by business unit. You know, there's a lot of companies that are selling like different products and business units, and that's where it becomes even more um, complicated. Yes, but also important and where documentation is key. So um, for those of you who are MOPS and are listening to this, and just add that on to maybe another thing to focus on for the roadmap, maybe over the next year, going into 2022, because, you know, people buy you know, people are buyers, right? The customer experience is so key into like how we choose a company to work with. If we feel like out the gate before we even a customer that we have a great experience, we're way more likely to buy. And that has even more weight today where the buyer wants to control that whole process. And they just want to figure that out on themselves. And then right when they're ready to buy, okay, I'll engage the salesperson. So, so marketing needs to be able to make sure that the whole, that whole process is, is, you know, clear, concise, and, and great. Totally. Yeah. I agree with all of, all of the above. <laughs> I think the, the big thing that really ties all these things together is being proactive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the hardest things for MOPS to be when there's so much you have to react to. It's a full-time job just to, ca- to keep on top of the stuff that is coming at you. But you have to try and flip that narrative. You have to kind of change that to the point where 
you can carve out some time to be proactive, to think about the business, to think about your analytics framework, to try and think about the customer experience. And then the more you do those three things, the more maybe you'll get in return to then have more resources to then help bring on someone else on the team to help you manage some of the reactive stuff. And then you can level up, be more of a leader and continue to kind of deliver on the MOPS promise, which a lot of companies are going to be expecting, right? Like MOPS people aren't cheap. They're spending a lot of money on bringing people in. So they're going to be expecting a return. And if, we, if we're just firefighting and MOPS just... the we get more resources and it's still just a firefighting type activity. I think the com companies may get frustrated and, and reallocate that headcount. So we need to be make sure that we're, we flip that, we become more proactive, we become more strategic, and then we really, you know, establish MOPS in the rightful place, in its rightful place as one of the most impactful ways for a company to create a competitive advantage um, through be better marketing totally yeah all right well i think that that's probably a wrap i mean i feel like i could add on even more to that but save it for the workshop i'll save it for the workshop um yeah so um thank you everyone for listening today yeah and if you did like today's you know go and go and sign up for um op stars uh 2021 and yeah and we're going to be trying to obviously this is all very high level a bit now but in the i think the upstars workshops like a couple of hours right an hour and a half hour yeah. and a half so they're going very we're going to go deep like how how to really build your roadmap how to get that business centric approach how to develop an analytics framework and what what's the best process to build one what it should look like examples of a framework um and then how to build how to really start auditing your customer experience so we've got a lot of kind of documents and examples that we will be sharing with you there. So lots of giveaways, lots of um, discussions, some audience interaction and everything. So it'd be great to, to see you there. Yeah. All right. Well, if you enjoy this podcast, make sure you share it with your colleagues and, and friends. Um, and we'll see you on the next episode of Forward Thinking. Have a good one, everyone.